The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com For the deepest, darkest clues, to the backwoods swamp where we hit the bottom, to the inside of your casket, to the fears lying deep inside your subconscious, it's time for the Big Scary Show. This is Chris from Factory of the Dead, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Jody Porter from Factory of the Dead in Saginaw, Michigan, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. My name is Rich from Brighton Asylum in New Jersey, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of... The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs> hey, this is Vin with Ox Mortis in Killen, Alabama, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Ed Roberts with the Nightmare Factory at the Oregon School for the Deaf. You're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Derek Greenwood and Ben Foster from Night Terrors of Effingham, and you're listening to The Big Big Scary Scary Show. You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. Well, it's that time again, folks. Time for another episode of Big Scary Show. That's right, you do not want to miss out on this one. We're ramping up the year, getting things going, time to get your haunt moving. You need to know a lot of things, especially about the conventions, all the shows going on, and all the news. So we're going to kick things off with Badger and Deadline News to keep you in the know. We also have Meat Hook Jim going between the corpses. He's going to bring you some Greek torture. Is it Gyro or Gyro? Who knows? We're going to find out. Um, I'll be talking in Haunt Minute about how your community is currently working for you right now. That's right. And by exactly what I mean by working for you, not working for you. So pay attention. Um, don't forget we're going to ask the old crone. And boy, she got some words of wisdom for you this episode on branding. And then the highlight, the gem, the thing you can never miss on a big scary show, the Round Table of Terror. And we're going to talk to you about a holiday that maybe your haunt is missing and shouldn't be. That's right, Valentine's events. 
And boy, do we got a great lineup of some owners and operators for you. Um, we have Vinny from Arx Mortis, Rich from Brighton and uh, Asylum, and Chris and Jody from Factory of the Dead. We're going to talk Valentine's haunts, the challenges going on with them, how they're a little different than your regular haunt, what to do, and, well, <laughs> looking for love in all the wrong places at these days. Uh, it's a fun conversation. It was something you cannot miss on the Round Table of Terror. Don't miss our other great goodies and fun we have for you. Some awesome music, uh, some information on the gruesome giveaway, that and a whole lot more. All kinds of fun. Great things happen. You cannot miss it. That's right. Big Scary Show, episode 255, is coming at you right now. If you are alone, don't answer the phone. It could set you up for a visitor who turns killer. He is not particular, as long as you're beautiful, sensuous, and photogenic. You see, he poses as a magazine photographer and schedules an appointment for murder. Yours. I know because it happened to me. I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't keep the appointment. You'll see the complete story in the new shocking motion picture, Don't Answer the Phone. Rated R. Under 17 must be accompanied by parent or guardian. Transworld's Halloween and Attraction Show returns to the America Center in St. Louis, March 17th through 20th, for another year of spooky Halloween thrills and chills. Join haunters from all over the world as they network, attend classes, demos, and seminars and walk the aisles of the show floor featuring the top haunt vendors in the world. Don't forget the After Hours events, including the party at City Museum, the return of the Vampire Circus, the State of the Industry, and the Oscars Award. Once again, Transworld welcomes back its Christmas trade show and room escape show all under one roof. Visit show to get more information and register for the biggest show of the year, and we'll see you in St. Louis. Michael Hedstrom, The House on the Hill, on the Big Scary Show.
Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings listeners, Meat Hook Jim here, and on this episode of Between the Corpses, we are moving from ancient Egypt to ancient Greece. The Greek satirist Lucian, who lived in the 2nd century AD, described a torture machine known as the Brazen Bull, invented by a man named Peralius for the entertainment of the despot Phalaris. It, it consisted of a life-sized hollow wooden bull with a small door at the back. The unfortunate victim was forced to climb in while a fire was lit beneath the beast's belly. A complex arrangement of pipes in the head converted the wretch's cries of agony into melodious music, as though the fake bull were lowing. Lucian tells the story as though he were Phalaris, awaiting a test run of the contraption. Well now, Perellius, I said, if you are so sure of your contrivance... Give us proof of it on the spot. Mount up and get in and imitate the cries of a man tortured in it, that we may hear whether such charming music will proceed from it as you make us believe. Perilaus obeyed, and no sooner was he in the belly of the bull than I shut the aperture and put fire beneath it. The story ends with Phalaris pulling the inventor out of the bull that the noble work should not be contaminated by his dying, and ordered Peralis to be thrown to his death. Another notable <clears throat> execution in ancient Greece was the trial of Socrates. Uh, as the most famous execution in Athens was that of philosopher Socrates, tried in 399 B.C. on charges of neglecting established gods and corrupting the morals of the young, Socrates is probably seen as the instigator of an aristocratic backlash against democracy and was found guilty by a jury angered at his flippant regard of the death sentence. He refused to cooperate with an escape plan hatched by his followers and calmly drank the poisonous hemlock brew, the standard form of state execution. There's a little insight into execution in ancient Greece. Catch you on the next episode. Hello everyone, Drew Badger here. This is Deadline News for episode 255. And we're going to start off with some unfortunate sad news. 
from the Indie Horror Story Immersive Horror Theater in Indianapolis. It is with a heavy heart that we announce we have made the difficult decision to sell Indie Horror Story. We'd like to thank all our fans and Fountain Square community for their support and patronage. Could IHS live on? It could. We'd be happy to work with new owners if it's their wish to carry on as the immersive horror theater. Or another haunted attraction. To view the listing and to get more information or to keep up with updates, visit IndieHorrorStory.com or their Facebook page, Facebook.com slash IndieHorrorStory. We have this update to Days of the Dead coming to Atlanta. We have a treat for all you Days of the Dead fans. Since you enjoyed them so much last year, they're coming back and bringing your apocalypse nightmares to life. Zombotography will be here Saturday and Sunday, February 26th and 27th at the Sheraton Atlanta event with live zombie photo ops and special effects transformations. Daniel Caldwell is a well-known SFX makeup artist and photographer out of Sonoya, Georgia, offering horror-themed photo shoots and Walking Dead Walker experience photo shoots year-round. Daniel will also be teaching a special effects DIY class for attendees. Learn how to make your own open wound with items found around your home. Get tickets and more information at daysofthedead.com. We have this news from Hell's Dungeon Haunted Attraction in Dayton, Ohio. Hello, Hell's Dungeon followers. We will be open on February 12th, so bring your sweethearts or your sweetheart crush and celebrate Valentine's Day the Hell's Dungeon way as we present The Date from Hell. Come join us for madness and mayhem and possible murder, too. You may run, you may hide, but we're coming for you. Located at the rear of the East Town Shopping Center off Linden Avenue in Dayton, Get more information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hell's Dungeon Dayton. We have an update from the Mad Monster Party coming to Concord, North Carolina. Hello, Sydney. Meet Nev Campbell at Mad Monster Party 2022. Nev Campbell from Scream, The Craft, and Party of Five and more joins the madness in North Carolina February 19th and 20th. Don't miss your chance to meet one of the nicest, coolest guests they've ever had. Photo ops are on sale now. For tickets, hotel, and more information, visit madmonster.com. We have this from Sir Henry's Haunted Trail in Plant City, Florida. Announcing our Haunted Valentine's Day event, mark your calendars. Love's Revenge at Sir Henry's Haunted Trail returns for two nights only, February 11th and 12th. Tickets and more can be found at SirHenry'sHauntedTrail.com. We have this from the Fear Columbus Haunted Attraction in Columbus, Ohio. It's a terrifying Valentine's Day, February 11th through the 13th, with 40,000 square feet of horror. Love is in the Scare is a special once-a-year event in Columbus that combines the thrills and trills of the Halloween season with the love and romance that comes with Valentine's Day. This year's event will feature double the thrills with two massive immersive attractions. Visit FearColumbus.com for all the details. We have this news from the Awaken Haunted Attraction in Leslie, Michigan. Love and fear are in the air, so why not take them both on and head to Awaken Haunted Attraction for our 6th annual Love Bites Valentine's Day event. 
Bring that special someone and enjoy a scary stroll with only a small flashlight to guide you. Yes, this is a total blackout event. Saturday, February 12th from 7 to 11 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Get more information at awakenhaunt.com. We have this from Pope's Haunted Farm in Salem, Alabama. Coming soon, My Bloody Valentine's at Pope's Haunted Farm. The haunted barn and haunted forest will be open with lights out and only using a candle to light your way. Can you handle the dark? Join us February 11th and 12th from 7.30 to 10 p.m. The ticket box opens at 7. And for more information, go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Pope's Haunted Farm. And finally, we have this from the Dark Castle Haunted Attraction in Elgin, South Carolina. Dark Castle Haunted Attraction presents Biohazard, My Zombie Valentine. It's a scavenger hunt with zombies. Figure out if you and your partner are zombie ready. From the moment you enter the castle gates, you will be immersed in a two-hour-long zombie survival scenario where you and your partner have to collect items to survive the zompocalypse while fighting for your life. You will need to sign a liability release form on site in order to participate, and you must be 18 or older. If you're 16, you may participate if accompanied by a parent, and please arrive 15 minutes prior to your event time. Please note, precautions are being taken to comply with COVID-19 regulations, protective face masks will be required to enter the facilities, and suggested items to bring or wear include warm clothes, waterproof event if the weather's wet, tennis shoes or hiking boots, because you will be outside and in the woods for part of this experience. We reserve the right to deny entrance to anyone that is intoxicated or behaves in a threatening manner. This will be an experience that you will not forget. Get more information at darkcastlesc.com. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show... Email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, can you believe we're almost through the entire month of January, moving on into February. Transworld is less than two months away. We're all excited about that. A lot of conventions, lots of things are starting to happen. Halloween is uh, only ten short months away. Can you believe that too? You know, where does the time fly? But one good thing that happens in February, of course, there's that big holiday about going out and 
taking your loved one out for dinner and buying flowers and candy, and of course, taking them to a haunted attraction. Valentine's Day haunts are big business nowadays. A lot of off-season haunts. A lot of haunts do Christmas shows. A lot of haunts do Valentine's Day shows. Other shows during the course of the year, but if you listen to Big Scary News and the deadline news on our two shows, you'll know that we've been doing a lot of plugging for Valentine's Day events coming up. A lot of it going to be right around the weekend of Valentine's Day. So we thought we would get some owners who uh, put on Valentine's Day events, get their take on why they do it, what kind of things do they do different from Halloween, and uh, other things we'll find out from them why they do it, and how cool it is to take your loved one or significant other to a haunted attraction for Valentine's Day. I want to welcome our special guest today. First of all, way down south in the aptly named Killen, Alabama, we have Vinnie Grosso from Arx Mortis. I'm not sure if the official title's Arx Mortis at Ghost Hill or not. Last time I was there, it was just Arx Mortis. But Vinny, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to have you here. You're putting on My Bloody Valentine's event on the 11th and 12th of February and on the 14th, which is kind of unusual. Is that a Monday this year? Yes. That's a Monday. Awesome. We'll talk about that. Up in Passaic, New Jersey, we have Brighton Asylum, which is doing its Dark Valentine's event on the 11th and 12th. We have Rich Gonsi with us. Rich, how are you, sir? Doing quite well, thanks. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the roundtable. It's been a couple of years. Yep. And all the way up in the frozen wastelands of Michigan, Saginaw to be exact, we have Factory of the Dead. We have Chris Hartley and Jody Porter with us who are putting on the Valentine's Massacre. Only one night only, February 12th. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Thank you. Very cold. We have a lot of snow up here. Mm. Very cold. I, I can only imagine. And... um Want to welcome back also our hosts, including also in the frozen Northlands of Rhode Island, we have Storm. Greetings. Semi-frozen in Rhode Island. We, we hit the thaw button, so we don't have the freezer burn. Nice. Down in Cincinnati, it's been chilly down there as well. We have Meat Hook Jim. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been semi-frozen here as well. We had snow and rain today. Oh, Bloody hell, and it's all going to freeze up tonight, isn't it? Yay. <laughs> Down in Always Fayetteville. Always a great combination. Oh, yeah. Down in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, we have the old crone. Jonna, how are you? Doing great. So last week we had freezing rain, snow, and like temperatures in the teens. Today it was a lovely 62. No, oh, I hate you so much. Go, go figure. <laughs> My name is Drew Badger down in Charlotte, North Carolina, where in the past week we've had two major snowstorms totaling about two inches and two inches, respectively. Lots of sleet, and you can't buy a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk anywhere in this town. Go figure. But anyway, it may be cold outside, but the Valentine's Day haunts are no doubt going to be hot items this year. Um, for you guys, I assume, I know that Vinny and I know that Rich has done this from several years, and I believe the uh, Factory of the Dead has too. Why a Valentine's Day haunt? Is this like your last big thing before you tear the insides of your buildings out and fill it up with new stuff from Transworld? Or is this just uh, you know, a way to just have one last gasp of Halloween, which was just a couple of months ago? Um, Rich, why, why do you put on a Valentine's Day event? Um, well, I mean, 
quite frankly, the people really just enjoy it. I mean, for, for me, this is year 11, I think, actually. I mean, I've been doing this for quite the off season anyway, for, for quite some time. I mean, any, any, any reason to, to get one in president's day, uh, you know, uh, you're a fan of the, I love the off season. Listen, (laughs) I've tried it all. I've tried it all. And I mean, I think at one point I was probably doing close to 12 or 13 different off season events. And at this point, I've got it down to, you know, four. Like Christmas, Valentine's, and, you know, a couple – I know we're just talking about Valentine's, but, um, you know, a couple others. But, um, I mean, people really – at this point, I mean, I think previously, um, you know, it was more – the discussion was more, hey, you know, wow, you're doing a Valentine's Day event. That's kind of, you know, out out there, you know. At this point, I, I think it's it's – the discussion is more – you know, essentially, who's doing one? Well, are you doing one? And if you are, you know, why? Why or why not? You know, at this point, because pretty much I was the only one in my area that was doing one. Uh, and at, now pretty much every haunt that I know, you know, in, is basically putting, putting them on. Um, but uh, I personally do it because, um, you know, people – just they still love do they still love them you know they people still want to come back i'm getting phone calls in all year long for this uh you know i mean i'm tearing down the haunt all you know throughout obviously throughout the year but um you know it 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 always amazes me you know in april i'm i'm getting phone calls i'm answering hello hi uh yeah google says your haunted house is open and these are going on month and you know, month in and month out. I mean, people still just love to do it. I mean, granted, you're not going to get the kind of numbers that you're going to get, you know, during Halloween, but um, there is definitely a core audience depending on your market. So um, it's definitely worth it for, at least for me, to continue putting this type of event on and I will continue to do that. Um, But again, it really just depends on where you are as well. And uh, speaking of places where you may or may not be, let's go up to Saginaw, Michigan. Chris and Jody, uh, you guys have been doing Factory of the Dead for a little bit. Um, why do you guys continue to do this? Um, like Rich said, um, we enjoy it, and it's something that we do have a calling for, um, especially mm-hmm. in our area. Um, a lot of people um, are looking for that extra scare or that extra whatever. Um, some people are wanting um, full-time year-round haunted houses i mean it's just something that is in their their warehouse that they really like and we enjoy the off-season events as well um we've we've done plenty um through the years and it's been um hit or miss of course you know um you got to read your demographic you know but um for us it's definitely been a whirlwind for our off-season events especially the valentine's event um everybody wants to get into that bloody massacre or you know what have you so that one last hurrah and go from there so yeah we it's been successful for us so but plus it's a great compliment to our we have year in escape rooms and we have a couple of haunted themed ones that fit this uh valentine's master theme so uh, it just goes hand in hand with that business as well. Yeah. And even thought of the escape room aspect of it. So very nice. Vinny, I know you've been doing it for a number of years because we've been reporting of it. Um, why do you guys continue to uh, do it down in Alabama? Uh, I think our first year was 2012. And we had uh, we just kind of came up with the idea, let's give it a try, see what happens. The only other time we had tried an off-season event was in our second year of operation. And, and it 
failed. It was a, and we don't know if it was because we had just a terrible weather that weekend or just people in Alabama weren't ready to do celebrate Halloween at Christmas time. So we figured we'd try this, my buddy Valentine event. And uh, we were shocked. I mean, after that first, that first uh, season that we did it, or that I think we did a two day event, uh, the numbers, the reaction, it was just, we thought, okay, we've got something we're going to do from now on. Uh, what we've done is we've kind of morphed it over the years. Uh, we, we do it now and we call it Legions Unite. Um, actors really, they're always looking to craving for a time to scare. And they, they're not just satisfied with that one, one day or one, one season a year. So uh, what we've done is we've put out a, for the last four or five years, put out a, an invitation to actors from other haunts that want to come on down and scare with us. And it's grown and grown and grown. And I think we've already got 50 something actors that are, that are registered to come on down and scare with my, my group. And if it's like pre COVID uh, we'll have about 70 something guest actors down there. And it, it winds up, we, we, we have kind of a little party for them and the, the actors all get to me, but the, uh, the advantage for Oxford is, is we get a, a hell of a show because, you know, not only do I have my, my actors, my group, but then I've got all these guest actors too. And uh, we just, that's something that people don't get to see in October, you know, because like everybody else, you struggle in October to get enough people, get enough actors kind of get going. But my buddy Valentine, we do a three day event and we're overflowing with actors. So really it's, it's probably the best show of the year. And, and it, our numbers reflect that our, our Valentine's day weekend rivals our, our Halloween weekend. So wow. it's a, uh, it's grown and it's, it's just a good time for everybody. We just, it, we enjoy it. So. You mentioned you, you have about 70 actors. Is that what you normally have for your regular season? No, this is, these are just guest actors coming in. But, but I actors. mean, as far as just the number yeah. of people acting at your Hollywood, your right. Valentine normally, event versus your right. I was going to say, normally we'll, we'll have anywhere from 40 to 70 any particular day, depending if it's, you know, Saturday, of course you get a lot more than, mm-hmm. than on the weekdays, you know, and stuff, but 40 to 70, but on, on Halloween, I and mean, I'm sorry, uh, my buddy Valentine, we could have 150 actors there. So it, wow. it's just, uh, over. And of course we've got tons of crowd actors during that time. And it's just, uh, and the actors love it. It's a, it's an event. They call it, they call it a legions unite. Cause we, we call us or my, my actors call themselves the legion. So they invite the legions from all the other haunts and they all kind of get together and, and they, they have a good time. So. Okay. So do any of the other owners, do you guys scale back any? Um, knowing that your numbers are not going to be quite as high as Halloween, do you scale back any of your um, staffing or anything to help reduce some of your costs? No, we usually don't. Um, like um, like uh, he was saying, um, a lot of the guest actors come from other states, so um, we are privileged to have them come in and they volunteer their time just to get in on another haunt experience or another way to scare, you know, the public. So um, we're lucky enough that we get um, a lot of other cross um, haunts that come and help us out as well. So very nice. And Vinny, I think I saw that you had a, a couple coming from as far as Iowa this year to come work with you. Oh, yeah. well, we've got a <laughs> vice versa. Maybe- She's coming from Scotland. You know, oh, wow. So I think she gets the award. And there's another one that's saying they're going to come in from Australia. I don't know if she'll, she'll make it or not, but but vice versa, she's already got her tickets and she came the last time and she's, she's flying in from, from Scotland. We got some from California coming, a uh, bunch from Chicago. And, you know, and what we do too is we, we make sure that there's no hard feelings with other haunts, you know. So, you know, before any actor comes and wants to play at our haunt, we want to make sure that there's, 
you know, they got permission from their haunt, you know, that there's going to be, because some, you know, we don't care. Our, our actors, if some, one of our actors wants to go and, you know, as long as they represent us well, they're welcome to go and, and act in any other haunt. But sometimes haunt owners could get a little, little nervous when their actors leave and go to other haunts over there. So we want to make sure that there's, you know, this is just all for fun. You know, we're not going to want any, any hard feelings between haunts. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, some, some haunt owners are very territorial that yeah. you can only be yeah. at their own haunt and that's it. And, you know. Yeah. In our area, Northwest Arkansas, we have, we have several pretty good sized haunts and we just have a gentleman's agreement for lack of a better term between all of us is we do not poach actors from each other. Right. Um, but if, if we release someone, we tell them, you know, Hey, you know, they're free to go wherever. Um, or if we have a special event, you know, we, you know, we get permission from the other owners saying, Hey, it's okay if I borrow them. It's like, I'm open on Sunday nights. None of the other haunts are open on Sunday nights. So right. some of the other actors like will come and play with ours, you know, our actors on Sunday nights. And we just keep it all in the up, up. It helps to foster a great uh, community uh, relationship with the other mm-hmm. haunts and the uh, and the actors, and foster that um, that feeling of we're not competition. We're all in the same boat. And, we, and if oh. one of us does great, you know, we all do great. So I, I think right. it's wonderful you've got guest actors coming in for this. With um, you know, one of the reasons I mentioned the the weather at the beginning, um, how bad is weather a factor in February? You know, in October. It's still got warmth. It's still nice outside, especially in the South. People are still coming in in shorts and stuff. But, uh, you know, if you've got a uh, two feet of snow on the ground, how does that affect your numbers? Obviously not as much in Alabama as it might in Michigan or Jersey. But, um, have you ever had a, a situation where weather was a major impactive factor on your off season, especially Valentine's Day? Michigan well, affected us. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Who's that for? No, no, Michigan, Michigan, uh, people who do Michigan events, they know to bundle up and wait outside and it's going to be cold. You know what you're getting into, basically, it sounds like. <clears throat> and, yeah. and unlike here, you guys probably know how to remove snow from the roads. <laughs> yes, so. yes. Well, depending on what city you're in, some cities do better than the other ones. So, Ugh. It, it, We have problems <clears throat> down here sometimes. But anyway, um, any questions from the hosts at this time? I was wondering if any of them are using um, time ticketing to help with that weather. I mean, I could see where some people would prefer to wait in their cars versus outside if it's super cold. If you're using time ticketing or some some way of letting them stay where it's warm. We do time ticketing still. Okay. Yes, we do time ticketing. We encourage they wait in their cars. Um, we do have um, a small indoor waiting where they're out of the weather, but um, most of our lines are still um, outside if they um, choose to do that. But yeah, we, we highly, highly, highly recommend time ticketing. That way they can wait in their car or, you know, come right at the, the 15 minutes before their time slot and then they get right in. So um, yeah, on, on our website, we highly, highly recommend time ticketing so they can get in, get out, get whatever, you know, I mean, you want to go to dinner, you want to go to a movies or whatever, you know, you just don't want to go get scared and, you know, so 
um, we, we highly recommend time ticketing, but we do have a lot of walk-ins and um, the walk-ins know that they got to dress warm and appropriate and there's going to be a, a, a waiting span. So, and that, that doesn't deter people. We're, we're pretty decent about um, getting them in on time and, you know, so there's not super long waits, you know, um, we try to accommodate because of the weather and stuff, but unfortunately there are points when you are super busy and you're going to have those extra long lines. We also have a FM transmitter on site that we just broadcast a uh, uh, stream right into their uh, cars. By the way, we have advertisements from our sponsors, uh, our own events coming up. Um, we have multiple things. We have a five-story building, so we have multiple events year-round. Um, so we, uh, we get the, a chance to broadcast all of our events, upcoming shows, everything we have going on, uh, sponsors, um, just anything we want to let them know about. Uh, we play music. Um, so they just tune to the station and they sit back and listen and wait. We just had Dick Terhune on a show on our last show. And dang it, that's a hell of a great advertising idea right there. We're going to have to bring that up next time we see him and, uh, and talk about that. That's a, uh, that's a brilliant little tactic there. And I've, and I've seen some of those localized things like at museums or something, tune into AM 14, whatever, and hear the story of the museum or whatever. It's that's neat. Yeah, it's been really effective for us. Um, We really like it. And like I said, it helps um, the customers know that, hey, while you're waiting in line, hey, we got some escape rooms. If you want to go and do them, come on in. You know, so that that helps our our advertising as well. Plus, plus we use it to advertise, uh, you know, picture DoorDash, but we call it Haunt Dash. So we'll take our concessions right to the car. Very, very cool. But I do want to remind you, you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. We are talking Valentine's Day haunts with representatives of Brighton Asylum in Passaic, New Jersey, Factory of the Dead in Saginaw, Michigan, Arks, Mortis, and Killen, Alabama, along with the regular co-hosts. We're going to take a very short break, and we'll be right back. In 1897, Dr. Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane, only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers, where are we? Jerry Bain takes you into Black Moon Asylum, a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery of Patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from Hunstrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror. We are talking Valentine's Day haunts with Chris Hartley and Jody Porter of Factory of the Dead in Saginaw, Michigan. Vinny Grosso with Arks Mortis in Killen, Alabama. Rich Gonsi with Brighton Asylum in Passaic, New Jersey. Our usual hosts. And um, guys, it's, uh, it's a month before Transworld. We, um, we all know that we're probably all going to go there and we're going to buy a bunch of new stuff and we're going to start tearing out our haunts and things. So is Valentine's Day kind of a last gasp for you guys to show off what you did in 2021? Or is this a, you know, how much of it do you actually change between Halloween and the Valentine's Day season, not including Christmas, assuming you guys do a Christmas haunt? How much of it is going to be different for your experiences? Let's start with Vinny. All right. Well, uh, well, so last day is normally Halloween itself, October 31st. We seldom ever stay open unless, unless November 1st is on a Saturday. That's our last day. So typically the day after Halloween, we're all excited about the next season and we start tearing out. 
And then from uh, from that point to, I mean, that's we're in heavy, heavy construction right now to about the week before opening. Uh, we're, we're tearing out at least 12, 13, 14 rooms, you know, about maybe 15% of the attraction and retheming it uh, for the My Bloody Valentine event. Uh, so when we advertise, we advertise it as, you know, a glass to look at the, you know, 2021 season, but a first a first glimpse at the new changes of the 2022. So, um, and we also offer it at a discounted price. I mean, normally our our ticket price might be around twenty five dollars, you know, for our premium. I mean, our regular ticket for the for the main haunts uh, on Valentine's Day. It could be anywhere from fourteen to seventeen dollars. So you get to see a, uh, you know, a. Uh, some of the changes, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of different stuff, but also at a discounted rate. So. Do you also run them through areas that are under construction or are there sections that they're not going through because those are being redone? Oh, and, no, those, we will have them done when they, when they, they will oh, see okay. that that section will be rethemed and, and ready for them for my buddy Valentine. And then of course, you know, right after, Valentine's Day on the fifteenth, we'll start tearing out again, and we'll we'll complete keep keep going until it's Halloween time. We try to tear out each year at least fifty percent or better of the haunt, kind of change over to to a new new theme. New we we kind of keep our same general theme of Arx Mortis over there, but change out the rooms or switch them up or switch to change out the flow, you know. And so so it's different. People don't see the same things. So. Okay, and then, that makes sense. Uh, how about Jody and Chris? What? How about how about you? How does what does Factory of the Dead do? Well, we because we know we have six major uh, um, events we open up throughout the year. We strategically do our build between every event, so we know <clears throat> what we're doing between um, uh, October and Christmas events. We know what we're changing between Christmas and Valentine's. Um, so we split it up between like five or six different, um, mini builds versus major builds. Sounds like you got building going on right there. Hmm. How about you, Rich? Well, um, right after the Halloween season is over, which for us is usually the first weekend of November. Uh, we spend about a month, uh, tearing down our extensive midway, um, which is outdoors, uh, and that area is uh, not able to be utilized by us after the season. So that, that takes a lot of time, unfortunately. So that gets all packed away and, uh, and takes quite a bit of time. So simultaneously, we're working on Christmas at that point. Now, I know that, you know, a lot of places uh, when they're opening for Christmas get, you know, um, not accused, it's kind of the wrong word, but like, oh, hey, we went to a Christmas haunt. All we saw was, you know, Christmas lights and, you know, some things like that. But um just putting up Christmas lights and just putting up the festive decorations and things just to get that atmosphere takes a long time, you know, um, to just take out the decorations and start decorating your yard, see how long it takes. I mean, you're out there for sometimes a full night, maybe even more, and you're not even done, you know, taking out the lights and untangling them and all that, you know. Um, But uh, so, you know, it takes us a long time. So, we spend a long time on Christmas. So by the time we're done with that and we're packing it away, we're just getting ready to get Valentine's going. So there is not a whole lot that's being changed as far as uh, sets and things like that. We are working on scares. We're doing repairs. A lot of things get damaged during Halloween. So there's not a, not a whole lot that's going to be different before Valentine's. Um, so 
once Valentine's is over, that's really the time that we're digging in and changing things up. And as far as how much we're going to change, I mean, it really varies. We've been known to change as much as a hundred percent, uh, and, uh, you know, as, as low as, you know, 20, 30% really all depends on year to year. I mean, uh, we, we take the data and we look at it and we see how people respond to it. And so, you know, really just all depends. I mean, uh, I can go on and on about how we, you know, we, we, we do it, but, um, you know, at that point, since we still open for March, we still open for April, we still open for May. We kind of do it like mini builds, like, uh, like, uh, Chris was saying, um, that really works better for us. And then we kind of go, you know, uh, a lot harder, uh, in June and July, and we have to be finished up for, for August so we can get our inspections and get done. But that's pretty much how we get it done. Uh, questions from the host. I believe Storm, you were talking off air. You might have a question. Yeah. Um, you know, with such a short operational season for, uh, the seasonal haunt and, you know, working off your existing attraction, how do you promote this one differently? Uh, then you do your normal October haunt. Is there any little tricks or anything you do or anything you emphasize um, to try and bring in uh, those people who would normally not look uh, for a haunt for uh, Valentine's Day entertainment? I'll, I'll jump on it. Um, I, I think there are several aspects, at least for me, that, that I do. Uh, number one, I, I, being that there's so much less there's a lot, lot less static, I think, with the marketing for a haunted attraction during the off season because you don't have as much, you know, there's not all the, the you're not being pounded in the head by a haunted, by, by all the haunts that are advertising. You know, instead of being one of 20 haunts, you're one of three haunts that's advertising. So it really catches people's attention more. Uh, that's first and foremost, you know, even if your advertising isn't the most honed, uh, people are just seeing this advertisement and going, wow. You know, they're open now, you know, uh, some people take very well to it. Some people don't, but, um, you know, for me, I'm more interested in the people that find it interesting, you know, or, you know, or, or they're curious that they're, that you're, you're open, you know, during the off season, kind of like, look, horror movies are in the theater all year long. You know, people still love to go out and see them. Uh, you know, so you're always going to be able to attract those people. But as far as, uh, uh, putting that advertisement together. I don't really change anything as far as how I'm doing that advertisement. Um, I just make sure that I have specific advertisement that is for each of those events. So like for the average, so for the, uh, excuse me, for the Valentine's event, I have a specific Valentine's trailer that, that gives you the feeling of, you know, love and couples and all of that, but, but has the, has that haunted house atmosphere all mixed in. It's got the scares. It's got the, the romance. It's got a little bit of everything in there. It gives you all of those feelings. Um, and I just test out different ads. So, you know, I'm not really changing too much, uh, but, um, you know, uh, I just find it a little easier to advertise because there's just not as much competition uh, during these times of the year. And again, you're going to get a percentage uh you know, uh, there's a certain amount of people you're going to get, and that's, you know, pretty much going to be it. I mean, again, this is not year 11, and my audience has pretty much been a consistent audience for these past 11 years, whether I've advertised 
kind of on the little side, whether I've overdone the advertising, it pretty much averages out to about the same. Oh, awesome. And what kind of audience are you getting? Is it your high school students or young adults? Young adults um, pretty much is, is, is the demographic that's coming. Not not so much the high school students. Some of them come. Um, but I, I would say pretty much between the, the 20s and in the, in the 30s, uh, pretty much. But uh, listen, like we get families uh, that come. Obviously, for Valentine's, it's a little different. More couples are coming during Valentine's. Um, but uh, out of all the off-season events, I would say the Valentine's show is is, is the most traveled show. The most, uh, mm. the highest numbers are the Valentine's, awesome. followed by the Christmas show. But the St. Patrick's isn't far behind. <laughs> oh wow! Very good. Show. Awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Chris and Jody, what about you guys? How do you promote the Valentine's event? Um, same, same with Rich. Um, we still do our traditional, um, like guerrilla marketing and word of mouth. We do our Facebook ads, but luckily for us. Um, we have year-round um, escape rooms that um, we do most of our marketing through there through them as well. I mean, we're we're busy seven days a week on our escape rooms, and um, that's where mostly we get most of our off off-season traffics is be through be, um, between them and our uh, regular marketing and what have you. And just like Rich, our dynamic is the same thing. It's not so much of the younger kids that want to come to a Valentine or an off-season. You got the uh, 20 year olds or the 25 year olds or the couples that definitely want to come in um, and get scared. The boyfriend wants to bring the girlfriend and she didn't know that they were coming. And all, all of a sudden, here you are just so he can get, you know, hugged and cuddled and whatever while they're in there getting scared. So it's a marketing tactic for him to see if he's going to get lucky that night. <laughs> but but that's what we do. So men are so predictable, aren't they, Jody? Aren't they? Yes. Aren't they? <laughs> But yeah, so um, luckily for us, um, we've had a big um, hit in our escape rooms that anything marketing wise, um, other than the the regular radio or, you know, Facebook or word of mouth or, you know, any of that marketing that we're doing, um, lucky for that, all of our traffic that comes in for the escape rooms does the haunt as well. And any other activities that we um, are are, doing. progressively moving forward with like we're opening an axe throwing um event we're pretty soon going to have a mini golf we're um jack of all trades at um 906 lapeer so we are looking for the future building that empire oh awesome and an absolute great resource for the you know the haunt for just even your traditional october uh season let alone being able to uh you know support your uh uh other uh holiday events uh Vinny, what about you any any way you push um the valentine's event differently um if you either love valentine's day or you hate valentine's day and uh so if, if you hate it because you don't have a date it's it's one of those days you just dread well then we we market towards those people come on out bring a group of people with you you know and and come and get scared and if you you love valentine's day what better way to get your date to cling to you come to Arch Mortis, you know, and so that's, that's our two ways to kind of push it out there and nice. it's, and it's been effective. So very good. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, any other questions from the hosts? Yes. I am curious as to what is your theme normally? Because I, I can't really tell from just the name. So I want to hear what your theme is normally during a Halloween season and how you change that up to make it fit the Halloween theme. Or excuse me, the Valentine theme. You're talking to 
Anybody specific? Anybody. Someone jump in. <laughs> well, uh, we, we've got multiple haunts. Uh, one of our haunts is a, it's an old 1940s clinic. Um, and it, it's got a lot of segments to it where you leave the clinic, you go out in the woods, you go, when you come back in the woods, you're in a, uh, you go into a mine. And the other one is a, is a, is a prison. It's a, so you, you also have a section out, we, we're an indoor outdoor attraction. So you spend some of your time outside and some of your time inside. And, uh, and it, it winds up eventually you're going to go down in some catacombs and dungeons. After you go back outside, you find a cave and stuff like that. We don't, ex- you know, for Valentine's day, we don't really go in there and just retheme it and make it all mushy for Valentine's. And we don't put hearts everywhere. Some of that. It's basically our biggest change is just, you know, how we, how we present it to the guest or, or actually what the actors, they'll dress accordingly to Valentine's day. They act a little bit more, you know, like that couple up in there. Uh, they've got skits and roles that they play with each other, uh, depending on where they are in, in the haunt. And of course, you know, with the, the patrons going in, you know, you, if it's, you know, Valentine's Day itself, they're going in by candlelight. It's couple, it's only couples allowed to go in. So it's just two people going in. It's, it's lit up by candles and it's just a different experience, you know, and, and like I said, and we, we, we make the experience just, it's different from Halloween. Plus we have all the guest actors too. And all the guest actors are coming with, you know, they, they may be dressed up more in, in the Valentine's Day look, you know, depending on where they are in there. They, if they're working the crowd, they could be a Cupid or some version of a Cupid, uh, you know, but if they're, you know, in the in the graveyard, they could be, uh, you know, dressed up as bride and groom, deceased bride and grooms, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what we do as well. Um, we theme the actor more than the haunt to um, each occasion. So like Christmas, you know, you got your terror elves and your Krampus and, you know, stuff like that. And um, when you go into like St. Patrick's Day, you got your evil leprechaun and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's not more so um, themed for that event. It's just added to it, um, like he said, with candles or little romantic or, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's how we do ours. Yes, it's more like you're open for Valentine's rather than uh, re-theming for. Christmas is really the one that you're doing all the re-theming as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Valentine's, uh, like they all said, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're basically you're open for and let the characters, the, the, the skits that you're doing, if you're doing skits, uh, whatever routines you're doing, uh, the scares uh, reflect the, uh, the finality of the event. And that's what we do the exact same thing. Well, like you said before, you know, with Christmas, you've got Krampus, you've got evil elves and, you know, leprechauns at St. Patrick's Day. So, you know, who is the face of Valentine's Day? Would be Cupid. There really isn't one. Well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, could but, be. you know, you could, you know, evil Cupid just, you know, unless it's like a guy my size dressed in a diaper running around with a bow and arrow, which would be truly horrifying. Um, yeah. We've had that before. Oh. I, I don't ever want to see pictures. <laughs> you could chain the couples together, you know, or handcuff them together. Ooh. I've got something even more fun. That sounds good. Well, I mean, I actually, one year, um, had a woman actually push her husband down, jump over him, and run out. So, <laughs> you know, if they're if they're handcuffed together, that's going to, you know, create a whole different dynamic. <laughs> But you see, a, a Cupid my size in a diaper would be more frightening than Drew. Oh, yes, it would. Yes, it would. Forget what I said. 
Yes, Jim, much more horrifying. <laughs> Six foot four, well, 330 pounds. You know, Vinny is still looking for guest actors if you want to make the trip down to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I'm, I might be able to put on a diaper for Vinny. With us, Don't you just never know. It, it could be 60 yeah. degrees that day or it could be 20. Eh, six or one. There you go. I'm a Any other questions, folks? Go ahead. Sorry. I just say I'm a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for the art of the scare. You know, I got one. Um, you've done this a couple of times. You, you have a lot of fun with it. Have you seen a love connection actually happen at your haunt? And I don't know if Chris and Jody, you want to take that one first? We've actually had um, people um, get uh, proposed to um, at our haunt. Um, we've had a, a wedding at our haunt. They seriously got married on Valentine's Day at our haunt. Um, so, yeah, there's been quite a few love connections. I mean, even on, like, first dates, they've been, like, love connections. They've come out and they're like, oh, he's the best or she's the best or whatever. I don't know what would happen with those at the end of the day, but coming out of the haunt, you know, um, yes, we've had love connections and um, uh, proposals and, you know, that stuff like that on Valentine's Day and Christmas as well on those events and Halloween. I mean, any any event that somebody is into um, horror, Halloween, or, you know, that kind of aspect is is any of their, you know, um, genres on when they want to propose or, you know, be serious about dating and what have you. Oh, awesome. Uh, Vinny, what about you? Any love connections you've seen over the years? Oh, yeah. There's, there's been plenty, and we've had multiple weddings at the haunt. We've had a lot of actors that have met at the haunt and are now married with kids, and we, and now their kids are, you know, starting to get to, to haunt age, you know. So, you know, the people that live and breathe Halloween, they, I, I can't tell you, we've had four Halloweens in a row where we've had a, a wedding at the haunt. You know, in fact, we just had a Bruno's, uh, uh, Tristan, you know, Tristan and, and Hucha, both of them, they, uh, they met at the haunt, you know, they've been all over the, all over the country since then, but came back to the haunt to get married. So. Oh, awesome. I, I don't know if there's a haunt out there who's ever been in existence and I had a love connection with the actors in one shape or form over the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich, what about you? Any love connections at, um, yeah, I say my, my, sure. Yeah. I, uh, my sentiments match Jody's and, 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 and Vince's. I mean, um, you know, we, we get calls every year. Uh, I mean, haven't gotten it yet, but I, I know it's going to be coming. It happens every year where somebody will call me and they'll ask if I can, you know, if we can help in any way with the proposal that they want to get, you know, have happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the queue line actors will help out with it. You know, they, they always, they, you know, they want to go through the attractions and then, you know, uh, you know, ha have the, uh, the proposal take, you know, shape in such a way where, you know, it's, it's out in front of the crowd and it's such a nice thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. And the same thing with the actors. I mean, we have multiple act uh, actors that have uh, met there and have gotten married. They live together. They have kids. I mean, it's, um, you know, uh, quite, uh, quite, quite a thing. Um, I, I would suspect that you probably wouldn't be able to find a haunt in the country that doesn't have this you know, same type of situation. I mean, it's just honestly the perfect atmosphere, uh, for it, you know, it's that might have Especially to be a future if you found somebody that's, you know, in yeah, your oh, same yeah. interest and your same warehouse, wellhouse, you know, that's, that's hard to do, especially in the Honda industry to find somebody right. that really enjoys being in the Honda industry as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. I met my wife at my haunt. Yay. 
Yeah, getting married on Halloween is so cliche now, but getting married at a haunted house in Valentine's Day now, that's, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, looking at yes. the clock, we're starting to wind down just a little bit. So any final questions from the hosts or any other things you guys would like to ask any of the other guys and gals? I'm good, guys. I appreciate all of the input and um, the feedback. Yes, yeah, same. All right. Well, if there are no other final questions, this is the part of the roundtable we affectionately like to call the plugs. So we'd like to find out from all of you guys where people in the greater tri-state areas and all that kind of stuff can get more information about your haunts. I assume pre-sale tickets or online ticketing is available now or will be very shortly. So let's start with rich people up in the Passaic, New Jersey area, the city, and uh, all areas mm-hmm. around. You, you've got a lot of people around there. Yes. Where can people Where can people get more information about Brighton Asylum, their Dark Valentine event happening on the 11th and 12th of February? Sure. You can get all the information at brightonasylum.com. It's B-R-I-G-H-T-O-N, asylum.com. Uh, and tickets are on sale now. We've got not only the haunted houses going on, but we've got escape rooms and axe throwing uh, six days a week. Uh, we have uh, off-season events going on all year long and um, lots of great things happening for 2022 and beyond. Do you have social media presence that are links off of that website, the Instagrams, the Facebooks? The it's all Snapchats, there. Everything is all linked on to the website. That's the easiest place to send everybody to one spot, and you can get it all from there. Uh, Vinny, tell us where people can get more information about Arcs Mortis's My Bloody Valentine event down in Killen, Alabama. That's North Alabama, not too far from the Tennessee line. The 11th, 12th, and Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. Probably the best bet would be go to our website, uh, arcsmortis.com. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook pages. It's uh, on there. You'll, you'll see all the other things that we have to offer, too. We also have escape rooms. We have Killing Time Adventure Park, which has golf, mini golf, uh, go-karts, bumper boats, climbing walls, arcade, gem mining, laser tag, jelly ball, all that stuff. And then we've also opened up a new theme park, which is a seasonal one. It will not be open for My Buddy Valentine, but it will be for the Halloween season. It's called Frankenville, and it's a kid-friendly Halloween theme park. So it it debuted this last season, did really well, and we're we're excited about it. We'll be open, uh, adding more attractions to it this year too. So, uh, Jody and Chris, tell us more about Factory of the Dead and their Valentine's Massacre event up in Saginaw, Michigan, happening one night only, February twelfth. Probably should get your tickets today. You can find all of our information at factoryofthedead.com. That is for the Haunted House. You can get tickets there for the Valentine's Massacre events. Um, our umbrella site for all of what we have going on under the same building is 906lapeer.com. We have social media for everything. All of those two dot coms. How do you spell that one? Uh, 906lapeer, L-A-P-E-E-R.com. It's our address, 906lapeer.com. That's a smart address. That you, you never yep. forget where you are. I like that. Yeah, we wanted to have our our address linked in with the our, uh, the location, so it makes sense. That's our dot com. I, I assume tickets are on sale now for all three attractions or all three haunts. You all have pre sales going on now, correct? 
Yes, probably. Um, actually, ours. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about that. Go ahead. I was asking uh, for everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, we have not put ours on sale yet. We're going to put ours on sale February 1st. So. Okay. And um, I don't know what your state and local requirements are, but there will be, you know, will there be masks required or will there be social distancing, hand sanitizer on the on the premises and all that? All, all our information is all on our website. We, we follow all the state guidelines day to day. So um, if it changes, we update it. If it's this, uh, our people know, people in our state know. So. Vaccine passports are not required in New Jersey. Um, they're they not are required in New York and people are a little confused about it. And they keep calling. So if you're wondering, you know, you do not need to have a vaccine passport. Uh, everything else is on the website. Same with Michigan. We're not um, vaccine ma- ma- mandated yet. So we are good. And again, everything is on our website as well um, with uh, all of our um, social uh, distancing and um, all of our uh, COVID requirements. Yes. Same with us or, Everything we've got, all of our safety protocols on our website. We uh, we basically have a big high school right across the street. Whatever they do, we implement. So if they go mask, then we'll, we'll put mask on. If if they're not requiring mask, then we won't. So, got to keep them safe because you want them coming back in October. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, remember, folks, Valentine's Day is the season of love. So I'm sure all of our guests and all the haunt owners around the country would love to have you come visit their Valentine's Day events. Wherever they may be, always support your local haunts, no matter what season they're putting them on. And we want to thank our guests for showing up with us tonight. Rich Gonsi with Brighton Asylum in Passaic, New Jersey. Vinny Grosso with Arx Mortis in Killen, Alabama. Chris Hartley and Jody Porter of Factory of the Dead in Saginaw, Michigan. And we couldn't do it, of course, without our hosts, including Storm. You know, it may be because it's the Northeast and we're just all angry up here. It may be because it's a lot of outside attractions and, you know, the smell of uh, hay bales full of body fluids isn't the most conductive thing. But I've never seen somebody propose at all. I feel left out after this conversation tonight. (laughs) Meat hook, Jim. (laughs) Uh, Does it count that I was married on Halloween? No. Yes. Maybe. Okay. How's that? (laughs) Want to thank the old crone, Jana? Well, excuse me. I'm going to bail pretty soon to go gather some more uh, ingredients for my love potions. Is it number nine? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> number 16, oh, Lord. The, ooh, oh. Nice. My name is Drew Badger, and I just want to mention that a Princess Trainwreck came up to me this before we started here and said, obviously, Vinny's invite to have her come down to the event must have been lost in the mail. Vinny will talk off the air. You're listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Be afraid. Be very afraid, Vinny. Yes. owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, 
actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Prelude to a Nightmare. Prelude to a Nightmare. On the Big Scary Show.
Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. <laughs> it's time for Ask the Old Crone. <laughs> Let's discuss branding. Now, I don't mean the searing flesh wound type of branding, unless that's your thing. I'm talking about branding your business. Granted, the haunted attraction industry is a little bit different than, say, a software company, but branding should not be overlooked by any business. What does branding your business or staying true to your brand even mean? A brand is an intangible marketing or business concept that helps people identify a company, product, or individual. People often confuse brands with things like logos or slogans, which are actually marketing tools. Your brand is who you are as a business and often reflects a business mission and ethics. Brands are considered to be among a company's most important and valuable assets. We have a great barbecue restaurant here and everyone just loves their barbecue sauce. They built a brand based on a fabulous product, good customer service, and being a local supporter of the community. They were then able to take that reputation of their brand and create other avenues of business by selling their barbecue sauce in local stores, opening up a food truck that goes to local events. When people see their name and logo on a product, the reputation of their brand sells the product for them. People know what to expect. If you want to add another haunt or event to your business, having a strong brand is going to give the customer confidence in what to expect and more willing to attend and spend their money with you. If you decide to sell your haunt, you can of course sell your equipment, your props, even your building. But what if someone wants to buy the entire thing along with the name? If your haunt has a great brand associated with it, that brand and name has its own value. Businesses sell and get new owners all the time, often without the customer even being aware. But because they continue to maintain the brand, people are still happy and still coming. Now, I'm not saying go out and sell your, your haunt by any means, but just like whenever you're improving things on your house, your home, do that within mind of always trying to improve the value. Do that with your haunt as well. Everything you do to your haunt, whether it's marketing or improvements or enlarging or expanding, 
do it to increase the value of your haunt and your reputation and your brand. Your brand is so much more than just a name. It's more than just a logo to slap on your building and some t-shirts. It's your identity. Protect your brand. Build the reputation of your brand. Put value into your brand. And never do anything or let anyone else harness your brand. Speaking of barbecue, I think it's time to go get some. So until next time, don't forget to stir the cauldron. of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. The what in his face? Devil with his face. I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they call your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right. They are not right. She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts. Yes, you're right. Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Rated R. Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth. This is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so it's the beginning of the year. It's time to be thinking about your haunt, what you're going be doing with it, all the creative things that are going on. You don't have to worry about what's going on in a community and, and what else is happening and what else you need to do. Oh wait, maybe you do. Let's go to Salem, Massachusetts. That's right, one of the places in the U.S. where you're just synonymous with Halloween. Uh, they've got to be friendly. They couldn't possibly be doing something that could hinder your haunt or hinder your Halloween experience while you're not looking. Uh, no. Town Council last week voted to increase the safety enhancement zone. Oh, safety enhancement zone? That doesn't sound bad. What is that? Well, apparently it's just an area of the city that they've increased by like another mile in radius or two miles that during uh, the Halloween week, you know, those last few days of Halloween um, and Halloween itself, 
they increase all city fines, parking, noise violations, uh, anything that, by three times. Yes, that's your safety enhancement zone. It's a money grab to, you know, hit you on one of the most popular places on Halloween during its most popular dates. And that's what they're doing. They, they, they're doing it. And they know they can get away with it, too. Um, because they're saying last year how, you know, they were towing cars and other people were parking in those spots after cars. People, people, they're not addressing the parking and the real problem that people just pay the money to, to, you know, and take the chance of getting towed or the higher parking fees. And the city, well, we're not going to dress and work with shuttles or anything with it. Why should we bother when we could just make more money off of it? So, yes, Haunters, now's the time to talk to your city. Work with the people in your community because they want to work with you. You can find out better solutions to do it. But keep your eyes open now because they're out there and they're making the changes while you're not looking. So until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Verse 13. Verse 13. The Asylum Speed. The Asylum Speed. On the Big Scary Show.
ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karam. Durable, handcrafted, dependable year after year. Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karam.com. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N.com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Hot Pay. Creepy Collection. And Von Caron Productions. We would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse, as well as the four hosts, including Storm, Ransom Moore, HauntMinute.com, Badger, Actor Trainer and Consultant, RabbitBadger.org, Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com, and Jerry Vane, the Haunstrumentalist, JerryVane.com. And finally, you. Without you, the listener, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.